Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Our guest... Here is Zach Gelb. He's on Twitter at Zach Gelb. He's kind of like my CBS Sports Radio father. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> Bart, what's going on? Live from Milwaukee, where right now I'm craving some fourth base and also some carnivore, even though it's 11 a.m. Well, I can tell you that fourth base is open today, but they did close a little bit early yesterday. There was a big snowstorm here, Zach, so... The roads were a little treacherous, and I just hope everybody in Milwaukee is okay this morning. Well, I hope everyone is safe, and look at you, getting into work still to do the job, fighting through the snow. That's why Bart Winkler is one of the toughest people I've ever listened to on the radio. Well, I appreciate that, and thanks for saying that, and you're absolutely 100% correct. And one of the things (laughs) that, uh, you know, one of the things I'll say that unravels me, though, is you know where I'm going, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, He he has been... Uh, removed from his darkness retreat, he once again sees the light. What I'm trying to understand with Rodgers, because I I've talked to you about this. I'm a Packer fan, owner, all of it. I personally would like to see Jordan Love play quarterback now, both from an off the field. Rodgers annoys me, and an on the field. You drafted this guy in the first round. He traded up for him. It's been three years. Let's see what he has. I'm trying to figure out why another team. And, and and another team, they would just have to be in such a dire situation for years. But do you will another team really look at Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, this guy's weird and he did not play well in 2022, but he'll be the guy to get us to the Super Bowl. How, how, how can that even be? I don't even get it at this point. Well, I, we all know teams are desperate, and we see a lot of teams that overpay for good quarterbacks. The one thing we know – is that Rodgers obviously is a great quarterback, even though he didn't have the best of seasons in his career last year. But I think a team like the Jets or the Raiders, where the standard is a little bit different, and they'll say this is a move to go uh, win a Super Bowl, I don't actually believe that that would be something that would happen, even if you bring Rodgers. I think it's more so Robert Sala looking to save his job, Josh McDaniels looking to save his job, And not that it's a slam dunk that they make the playoffs, but with the way that those rosters are built, right, the Raiders construction, uh, having Devontae Adams and that relationship with Rodgers and the Jets having a great defense, and then the offensive rookie of the year and Garrett Wilson on the offensive side of the ball, I think there is enough to go make the playoffs. I don't think Rodgers really, out of all the destinations that I've heard, and I know the NFC is is out of it from what people have been saying, if he does get traded, because if he goes to the 49ers, that's a different scenario. 
But in the AFC, I don't see a team that he gets traded to this offseason that I go, wow, they're going to find a way to go win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I don't think any team is a Super Bowl away from Aaron Rodgers because I don't think he's good enough at this point to get him there because I think the Packers have been good enough in the last 12 years, certainly a handful of them, to get to a Super Bowl, and he hasn't gotten them to a Super Bowl. One team that has gotten to many Super Bowls is the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, as you guys know, they just won one, and all of a sudden, we're not even waiting on Patrick Mahomes. We're doing best ever conversation on him right now. I thought I was out of bounds a few years ago for saying in his second Super Bowl that he had to beat Tom Brady because if he does win five or six and we're going to put Mahomes versus Brady, we'll look back at this one and say, well, Mahomes didn't beat Brady, and that'll be kind of the deciding factor. But now he's been to three. He's won two. You as a Patriots guy have seen a dynasty. Really, they had two separate dynasties for over a long 20-year period. Are we seeing a dynasty? Are we going to see more like in the next five years, we're going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple more times, or are they going to do what Aaron Rodgers did and never get back to one? Uh, you would anticipate that the Chiefs, like if you tell me the next five years, if you set the over-under um, at them winning another Super Bowl, you probably think they, they would add uh, two more, um, but at least bare minimum they'll add one more in, in the next five years. Remember, Brady won three in his first four years in the league, um, and also Brady beat Mahomes not only in the Super Bowl, but also that AFC title game, which led to another Patriots Super Bowl back in what was Brady's final Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots uh, in that second one up against the Rams. Mahomes is unbelievable. He, he's sensational. He, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to break all these records in terms of statistics on the field. But the one that I don't think he'll break, even though he'll maybe come close, is the seven Super Bowls because – Eventually, there's going to be life without um, Andy Reid. Eventually, there's going to be life without Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. And I'm not saying that that means Mahomes is going to be a bad quarterback because we all know he's a uh, just a, a one-on-one type of player. He is unbelievable, and he could still win, but there will be that adjustment period. And I think people forget Brady did go 10 years w- without winning a Super Bowl. So I just think everything averages out eventually. And maybe you see Joe Burrow get one. Maybe you see Josh Allen get one. Uh, maybe someone emerges in the NFC in addition to Jalen Hurts, and it takes away. Um, and that AFC, it's loaded with talent for the foreseeable future at the quarterback position. I just mentioned Allen and Burrow. You also get Trevor Lawrence, who's on the rise. We'll see if Justin Herbert can get it together. So Mahomes is going nowhere. He's the face of the NFL. He's the best quarterback, best player in the league. He'll continue to add on more Super Bowls. But I just don't think he will get to seven Super Bowl championships or eclipse that number. Uh, that's the one statistic I don't think will break a Brady's. Zach Gelb of the Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. I, I need to compliment you. You 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 do this show, and then it's like, oh, Zach took off. Okay. And then I see on your Twitter, you're like in a locker room somewhere. What, what, what are you doing? Take a day off, Zach. What do you mean? You always grind, and you're at you're at a training camp. You're at the Super Bowl. You're like, <laughs> like just go to a movie or something. Yeah, well, I, I did take Monday off, and I went out for dinner. So I was a regular person on Monday, and that was actually a a off day where I didn't really do anything in in the sports world. So so there you go. You still went out, man. Do you ever like? Do you ever spend twenty four hours in in your home at one time? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? And this may be a bit for CBS Sports Radio. I, I read a lot about this cave that Rogers went to, and I think I'm going to try to convince our bosses. It may be a tough sell 
and we may have to pinch some pennies to do so and maybe have to uh, find a way to, to reconfigure the, the budget. But I'm going to try to go into one of these caves that Rogers went to, especially the one in, in Oregon, because I think it would be a great experience. And I'm just going to be with my thoughts and be in the dark for three to four days and then see what, how I'm going to reevaluate life and, and decide my future with it. People always ask me, Bart, why are you so fed up with Aaron Rodgers? Well, why, why can't you just accept his greatness and, and not worry about the off-the-field stuff? And I say, well, it's just too prevalent, man. The guy, the guy basically put out blackout curtains and took a three-day nap. And yet we treat it like, oh, it's a darkness retreat. And Rodgers is like, I'm really going to learn about myself. What, you're, you're not learning anything. You just took a nap for three days. You know, can what? you at least understand my frustration with having to cover this guy for 12 years? Yeah, so I can. Like last year, I would say, hey, Bart, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for. Stop being so spoiled. But after the year they just had, I think it's a realization after going 13-3, and 13-3, and 13-3. And, and this year, I know Detroit is on the rise, but the way Rodgers used Detroit and the Lions, it's, you know, they're basically gum in the bottom of his cleat. And to lose twice to them, I think that's the eye-opening moment of, okay, if you had any other hope that Rodgers will win another Super Bowl in Green Bay, that has now vanished. And remember, the last two years I told you, and you know this, that I didn't think Rodgers was going to leave. This offseason, I think it's different, and I think this is the first time since they drafted Love where they actually are now thinking about replacing Rodgers, and I think they're okay with it because they didn't anticipate this guy to win two MVPs. But isn't it crazy, Bart? You know, this is one of the, the greatest quarterbacks we'll ever see. He's a top 10, top 15, wherever you want to rank him, quarterback of all time. We know whenever he retires, he'll wait to five years, and then he'll be a first ballot pro football Hall of Famer and get the gold jacket. But with all the, the greatness on the field, with the stats and the throws and the crazy plays, the Hail Marys that he's provided, I think the two things I'll remember the most is the ayahuasca trip last year where Crystal Preston, who does updates on CBS Sports Radio, and WFAN sent me a, um, a note this morning that, like, he claimed that when he was on that trip that, like, his dead relatives, like, touched him and it made him have a whole new thinking of life and then also this darkness retreat. Like, those are the two things in the great career of Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's just in the moment that I think I'm going to remember the most because they're just so bizarre, and it seems like this is a Curb Your Enthusiasm skit or a Saturday Night uh, Live skit that Rodgers is basically writing. I mean, I hate to talk so much about him, but I am obsessed. The The thing that I'm going to remember is, and this is this is how I know Jordan Love is good. I don't even need to see Jordan Love. I know he's good because Rodgers didn't let him play. He was 4-8. and eight. They were out of the playoffs. Yeah, they had a little bit of a chance. But then in those four games that they won after that, in no game did he throw for more than 238 yards. He had one touchdown. That's it in every game. He never had a QBR of more than 50.2. He didn't do anything special in the four games that they won to get him in that position. And then against Detroit, he was awful. He was terrible in that game. And they they did not win. He did not want the world to see what Jordan Love has to offer. So my my real my real conclusion to this story, I'd love to see him get traded, get a lot of picks. I want to see Rodgers come back to Green Bay and back up Jordan Love. That would be justice. Well, that would never happen. If Rodgers (laughs) is on the roster, like I saw uh, McGinn had that report out there 
And yeah. he said, if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, like just the one part of the report I didn't believe, he'll be the backup to Jordan Love. That would never, ever happen. I think Rodgers would retire first than being the backup to Jordan Love. But to your point, I don't know how good Jordan Love is going to be, and I did respect that from the competitive standpoint of Rodgers to, to not sit out even when he could have with the injury um, until his team was eliminated. Maybe it was thinking if Love gets the opportunity, he believes. Um, in Jordan Love, and then he'll be quickly forgotten, right, for for what is in the now of Packers football. I know what the Eagles said about him in, in that half. I don't know what Love's going to be as a quarterback, but the one thing I've been impressed with, and I had one conversation with Jordan Love um, after his rookie year, and he knew he was going to be asked all these questions about Rodgers. For what is a tough situation, I think he's handled it as best as he can, and he's not been a distraction. He's not made it about himself. He had that one report that if Rodgers doesn't get dealt, uh, maybe or the speculation that maybe he would request a trade. But basically being in a spot where you know you're getting none of the attention and there's so many people that don't want to see you play and you're waiting to play, it is not easy. So I have to commend Love for the way that he's handled this the last three years. NBA is back tonight. Uh, thank goodness. My my big thing in the NBA right now, as we're talking to Zach Gelb here, I'm Bart Winkler and for Bill Ryder, is that uh, I'm I'm on this like anti Nikola Jokic campaign because everything that applies to other superstars for some reason is not applying to him. Giannis wasn't going to win a third MVP until he won in the postseason. Well, uh, nobody cares about that. They're going to give it to Jokic again. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's like, you must win, Kevin Durant. And he goes, okay, fine, fine, I'll go and win. Then he wins two titles with the Warriors, and they go, you didn't win the right way. And then he's like, fine, I'll go to Brooklyn to try to win, and it didn't work out. But with Jokic. I don't know if it's Denver. I don't know if it's whatever. The, the, the Nuggets, hot take, spoiler alert, they're not going to win the finals this year, and Jokic is still going to win the MVP, and everyone's going to like, why isn't the pressure on Jokic like it is on these other superstars? It's a good question that you ask, because we were talking about this on my show the other day, and my producer asked me, if the Nuggets don't get to the finals, like what would your reaction be? And I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I, I don't really feel like there is that much pressure on them. But this year they are 41-18. and 18, what they're the, the best team in the West by, by like five or six games over Memphis. And you look at the rest of the Western Conference, like I know we now look at Phoenix differently. Uh, the Mavs, they don't, even though they're in the Western Conference final, I think Kyrie will be a disaster there. The Clippers, I don't think are that much of a threat. The Grizzlies and Kings, we got to see if they can get it done in the postseason as well. Uh, Pelicans and Timberwolves, I don't think they're ready to make postseason runs yet. And like the Warriors, if they get healthy, we always know they could be a threat and they'll be a tough out in a seven-game series. But it's weird. There should be pressure on the Nuggets, but there isn't. But I, I'm actually surprised by your take. And maybe it's because you were annoyed with the way that Giannis was treated. I know I was on an island, like the only one defending nationally, the Bucks and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo for all those years and wanted to see Giannis stay in Milwaukee. But I would think you know, being in a smaller market and seeing the success of Giannis that you would then maybe want to see Nikola Jokic uh, continue to, to go down that path of Giannis Antetokounmpo as well, where not that he ever surpasses Giannis, but just that he gets that championship because I do think uh, maybe it would be better for smaller markets and, and better for a place like Milwaukee as well if you can continue some of those smaller markets winning championships. I'm going to talk about All-Star Games in a little bit. Who's at? Uh, who's the most to blame for the All-Star Games being bad these days? Is it is it 
today's current players for not wanting to get hurt in an exhibition game? Is it the fans for thinking that these games are going to actually be like a game seven? Or is it the players of yesteryear for trying too hard when they had no reason to? I would say it's the players today. And I think it's the biggest issue in the NBA. And I'm not, you know, killing guys that don't give it their all in, their, in the all-star game. Did I think LeBron should have, uh, at one point in his career, have done the dunk contest? Absolutely. I love the mentality of, of Anthony Edwards with what he said. And it was very similar to what Kobe Bryant has said for, you know, said for years about load management. But my biggest problem with the NBA, and even though I have to watch, even though it's a part of my job, it's tough for me to really get emotionally invested and care in the NBA in the regular season. Postseason's different because you just never know who's going to show up. And I hate to make this like, oh, if you're the common man that, that saves all this money, you take your kid to a game, and there's always a chance someone doesn't play. If someone's actually hurt, I get it. But if it's just to give someone a night off, I'm not thrilled about that. But you look at this year – it's just a down year in the NBA. Like, look at the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Celtics, I, I guess they're a storyline. You know, can they find a way to get back to the NBA Finals and get the job done? Um, it doesn't seem like, even though I'm pulling for, for Giannis to get back to the Finals, it doesn't seem like the Bucks are ever really that big of a national story. The Sixers, until they get to the uh, – forget the NBA Finals. Let's see if they can even get to the Conference Finals. The Nets are now relevant without KD and Kyrie. So there's not these great storylines this year. And then you look at the Western Conference. We just talked about that with Nikola Jokic factor. The Suns are now intriguing. The Lakers will even see if they can get into the playing game uh, this year. This NBA regular season this year, Bart, I don't know if you feel this way, but pretty damn boring. There's just not a lot of good storylines that resonate with me. And there's a lot of times, and I get it, like Kawhi and Toronto, you miss 20 games, you win a championship. Is anyone bitching um, about the 20 games you miss? No. But I think that means a lot. When, when you get into the regular season of just expecting guys simply to play, and now we're just already trained and programmed that some of these guys are going to miss 20 to 25 games a year because of load management. Zach Gelb here on Weeknight, CBS Sports Radio. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bart, all the best. Be well, brother. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.